Hello and thank you for listening to episode 284 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our Soundcheck interview shows. And in this one I get to chat with Andy Bolton, a returning guest. He was on the show earlier this year. Hopefully you listened to that show. If you didn't, go back and check it out. That's the one where he talks about the Tokyo Blade album, Dark Revolution, a great album indeed. And he's back on the show to talk about his latest project, The Last Renegades, and their album, Valley of the Kings. In this show, you'll get to hear lots of great stories from Andy, how how an album is put together in this day and age, uh, including with all the craziness that's going on in the world, how you can put an album together and not even meet people in the flesh, uh, not even talk to them on the phone. How about that? There's some great stories and there's some great music. So let's begin with the title track from the album, Valley of the Kings.
Right, Andy, everybody has just heard the title track uh, to the last Renegades album, Valley of the Kings. Uh, thank you for joining me once again. Can you believe it was May when you were on the show for the first time? Blimey. Time does fly. There's no two ways about it. It's um, always a pleasure to talk to you, mate. Um, it's always good. And um, it's always good to discuss music. It is. So, yeah, and I think... Yeah. Be- before we get into the actual album and all about The Last Renegades, I think we should draw back the curtain a little bit for listeners because since we recorded together, we've been swapping a few messages, haven't we? We have. We've been we've been in, in good touch. We've we've bonded, mate. That's what we've done. We've bonded there. We um, <laughs> I think we've come to the conclusion that, that we were cloned or something. We've got that much in common. We do think we uh, yeah, we do think we are we are definitely clones of each other. Um, and for anybody that knows me, they're probably thinking, God, and, it, and I thought that guy was all right. He said it okay to me. <laughs> but um, no, we have got an awful lot in common, which is um, which is spooky because there's just so much of it. And um, so we've been having a bit of a chat, haven't we? You know, every every now and then we have a little bit of a, a natter about what's going on just in general. And um, yeah, it's all good stuff. And the last time you were on, of course, everybody knows you were talking about the latest Tokyo Blade album, Dark Revolution, which if people that, haven't heard the show with Andy, make sure that you listen to it and make sure that you go out and buy that album as well, because it is a really good album, as is the last Renegades album, Valley of the Kings, that we're here to chat about. Uh, mm. I've listened to it many times, as as you know. I love the album, as you know. Uh, people have already just had a taste of it with Valley of the Kings, like I said, the title track from the album. Let's let's begin, mate. How did how did all this come together? It's it's another sort of weird chapter of my life, really. I I am um, a, a mate of mine, and I'm always and I'm always quoting him on this because he, he sort of nailed it. We were talking about just a uh, he's 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 my oldest mate. I've known him since we were about six or seven years old, and. Um, we were just chatting about general stuff, you know, and I was just t- telling him about my day, which is my days are always weird. And um, <coughs> he just he looked up and he just said, "Your life's like some weird cartoon." And I said, "Yeah, it is. It really is. And it's it's not it's not. For, I don't make it like that. It just happened." <laughs> um, so the weird, the, 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 there is a, a, a real weird twist uh, to this, which um, is just the way it is. Um, well, it started off that um, we were looking for, uh, when we reformed uh, Blade, we didn't really think that Al, Alan would be interested in rejoining the band. And we sort of felt that after, you know, what's happened with the past and the fact that the record company um, had insisted on us getting rid of him, which we were very hesitant to do and we didn't really want to do, but, you know, things panned out the way they did and, and everything else. We we kind of just thought that it would be a bit of a... We just felt a bit bad about asking him asking him back, really, and, and weren't sure that he would, he would even want to entertain the idea. So we set about looking for a new singer, um, and somebody, and I can't remember for the life of me who it was, uh, came across um, Adrian... Um, on the internet somewhere. Adrian goes by the name of uh, I-O, or A-O, A-I-O, uh, which is his initials. That's the name that he prefers to be known by. Um, 
And they came across to him and said, look, this guy's a great singer. Um, we reckon he'd be fantastic for Blade. And he really would have been. Um, however, he had, it, it, our commitments and his commitments were to, you know, his work commitments, it just wasn't going to tie up. We, we couldn't afford, I mean, we just couldn't afford to pay him any money. We, can't, we don't earn any money out of this ourselves, let alone pay anybody else. So it, it was just a non-starter. But we did bat some ideas about um, and at the time, you know, I've had my own little studio for, oh, blimey, 20 years, I should think. And it's sort of grown. It's like a hobby that's got out of control. Um, <laughs> and uh, he he had a little a little setup at home. And we so we just batted a couple of ideas about. And um, that was it. And it all just came to nothing. And that was that. And um, I hadn't spoken to him for years and years. And then we released Unbroken. And um, I had an email from him out of the blue. Um, you know, congratulate me on the album and, you know, saying that he'd listened to it and he'd enjoyed it, one thing or another, and um, glad to see I was still doing it. And he, he suggested, um, you know, doing an album together. And um, his his home studio, like mine, has grown. And, um, you know, so he's able to get some very professional results. So I said, yeah, okay. And this was all done by email. Um, so basically the way the album happened was that I'd, I'd record, I'd write and record the songs here. Um, send him a mix. He would then just, you know, put that on onto one track of his his system. Do his vocals over the over the top of it. Send me back just the vocals. I would just drop that into the mix that I had here. And Bob's your uncle. Um, and the the weird sort of the two weird parts about it is that. Um, we still we still haven't, we haven't spoken on the phone since we did back before, oh, before well before we we you know when we first asked him if he wanted to join which was just you know um, before we did a thousand men strong, which is when wow. we found Nikolai and we still haven't spoken on the phone. I, in fact, I don't even have his phone number. I haven't got a clue what his phone number is. <laughs> so everything's done by email, and we wrote that entire album um, by email and just me sending him ideas and he would send me stuff back and say what do you think and you know everything he does is is fantastic so uh it's it's you know we we almost don't really need to communicate i suppose it's kind of a bit weird to be fair um it would be helpful to have a bit more communication um you know verbal communication but then he he probably knows how much i waffle along and probably thinks guys i'll never get anything done <laughs> So that was the first weird thing. The second weird thing was that one of the tracks on the album, it's not really a weird thing, it's just quite it's quite an amusing thing or amused me, um, was uh, When Will I See You Again? And uh, he sent me uh, the vocals, um, which, he, which he never does. He normally just, you know, I send him the music, he sends me back the vocal line, I drop them in. And he sent me the vocals with, with a guitar. Uh, to this song, he said, "How about this as a, as a you know a, a song to close the album?" He said, "Because I think it's a really nice song, and I think we could use it." And I sort of listened to it, and I thought, "Yeah, it's pretty good." That I thought, "Yeah, some, that's some nice guitar playing." And I I, I um, emailed him back, and I said, "Is that you? Play, who's that playing guitar? Is it you?" He emailed me back, and he said, "No, it's you, you tosser." He said, that was, "That was one of the songs that we that we hit together, you know, back years ago." Um, <laughs> that's just like a rough demo of it you know i thought we could do it properly um so that was that so yeah that's how it came about and um 
I spoke to our record company about uh, Dark Revolution, um, and we got the ball rolling. And I said, "Are you interested in taking anything else?" I've done an album um, with Adrian, and uh, you know, we, we're we're really pleased with it. We think it's a good album. And they said, "Okay, we'll take a listen to it, and if it's any good, we'll we'll put it out." And you know, they did, and that's that. And the feedback so far has been literally fantastic. It's been it has had good feedback, up. yeah. Yeah, I've been blown away by some of the some of the feedback that that um, I've had from it, and I'm really pleased about. I'm really really pleased about that because um, Dark Revolution that the it was that was my first commercial sort of release, something that I'd actually recorded and mixed completely myself. Um, yeah. And I have to say at this point that Gwyn Mathias, our master and engineer, it does the mastering for everything that I do. The man is fantastic. I do not master. I I recording mix and i'm happy doing that but i didn't really have the time i wanted on dark revolution so it, it didn't it, it came out fine and it, it it sounds okay but to me it's it's not it, it needed a bit more time it needed quite a lot mm-hmm. more time but um this one i had you know um, masses of time on so um and as i didn't I, you know the other thing was like because i doing everything myself i didn't have to wait for anybody to send me their parts as soon as Adrian had sent me the vocals, I was able to crack on and, and get a mix going, you know, so that was, um, that was good. I find it amazing that not only of you and I have never even met, but like you said, you've hardly, you've hardly talked no, in, I in, so, in, in so no. long. And then you've got an album made. And I talked, I talked about it in a previous soundcheck show not too long ago with somebody about a documentary that I watched about the rock field studios here in wales mm. and how people would go there for months on end and sometimes yeah. over a year to record yeah. an album when they were together and it, it was all of that and yet here we are in this day and age and you two guys have put this together and, and you've never even met it's incredible well i was actually laughing watching something on, i was watching something on youtube the other day when i was taking a break from um from writing and recording and i was watching something on youtube and this guy was on about you know, the, the COVID bloody thing and, you know, how it's still possible for musicians to do it, to do stuff. And, um, he, you know, he gave this example and I just sort of laughed. I thought, well, we, we, we could do, we've been doing that long before COVID, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're pioneers of that, that technique, which is, you know, like I, I write a song, send it to him. He writes the, the lyrics and the vocals, sends them back to me. I dump them in, mix it, give it to Gwyn. Uh, Gwyn masters it, and Bob's your uncle. There's the album. Um, so you, so let's, as far as the songwriting goes, then, so it, hmm. it, it all begins with you, does it? You put all the the music together. Do you? How? Because yes. I'm sure people want to know all this with the instruments. They know you as the guitar player, so they're going to ask, yeah. okay, "What about the bass? What about the drums? What about everything else? How does that work out?" Mm. Well, the bass I play, the keyboards I play. Um, I'm not as proficient as I am on on guitar, uh, so it, that takes me a little bit longer. Particularly the keyboard bits. But basically, I I don't play. I don't tend to play. I'm not flea. I don't tend to play over complicated bass lines. <laughs> they're, they're pretty basic, um, but I I, I do that. Um, and the the drums, I actually uh, there. I actually program the drums. They're not. They're. It's. We don't have a drummer. Because I don't have so a number of reasons, and and you know people are going to you know I know some people get a bit musicians get a bit sort of snotty about it and say oh well you know it's not a real band well no it isn't but 
<laughs> I have to work within my limitations. I don't have room yeah, in my yeah. studio for, for a drum kit. If I got a drummer in to, to do it, I mean, Steve does all his parts and that's fine, but I don't want to get anybody else involved in this album because otherwise I'm back to square one where I'm waiting for other people to give me their parts and I yeah, can't, yeah. I need to work, you know, at, at speed. I can't be hanging about. Otherwise I'd start losing interest and then I'd gear off and start doing something else. So, um, <laughs> that's just me. That's just the way I am. Um, so I, I have to do it that way because I have no choice. Um, if, uh, if anybody out there that's listening is a session drummer and they think that they can work at my speed and they'd like to, to do the drums on the next, um, <laughs> album, get in touch. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll do it, but I, I don't have that. I don't have the facilities, so I can't do it. Yeah. It but sounds that great. And the thing is, no, no matter what you're using though, you've still, you've still got to be a musician. You could put all the equipment that you've got in front of me. And it would just sound a mess because I would have no idea. <laughs> you've still got to have that skill set. People think, oh, just because you've got whatever software or anything in front of you, you've still got to be a musician and know how to use it. In fact, you've got to be a mu musician and a technician and IT bod and even more. You've so got to be, yeah, days. you've got to be a jack of all trades to, to, to do it. Um, and, and it's something, these things are, are things that I've learned to do over, you know, a great many years. I mean, when I first started programming drums, that was years ago and, and actually programming MIDI. And um, it, it, it absolutely baffled me. I didn't, I couldn't even get my head around MIDI. Uh, you know, I didn't understand it. I didn't, I didn't get how a dot becomes, suddenly becomes, you know, a, a, um, a bass note or a, or a yeah. drum beat, or a or a keyboard, or, or whatever. It didn't it didn't make sense to me at all. Um, it's, you know, so I had to learn how to do all that stuff. Um, and although, I, to be fair, you know, drum drum software now is is so good. Um, you know, there's lots and lots of pre-recorded loops done by great session players. So I mean, in actual fact, the drums were all played by a drummer at some point in time. Um, yeah. I've just I've just nicked them and put them in into the song, but having said that, a lot of the a lot of the stuff I do program myself because I don't you know you you get a loop but it isn't quite right it isn't quite what you want so you have to adjust things and mess about with things and and screw around with stuff um, and that's how we did it you know um, and that's the, the, the I'd, I've never seen. Um, I think if if you if you're creative and you're a musician and you want to make music, I don't see that there should be any obstacles. You you, you find a way oh, to, no. to do it. You know, it might not be yeah. great, might not be ideal, um, and it might not be real. But um, yeah, it is what it is, and this is the you know the 21st century. It was the last time I checked. So um, mm -hmm. you know you've got to move at your disposal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and, and all the guys. I mean, nearly every album now that you that you hear and you can hear it if you've had any experience nearly everybody now even bands with with you know full bands that have got a drummer they're using drum samples now because oh, again yeah. you know at, at the end of the day if if, if you take a, a good drum sample and it's been recorded i don't know say it's been recorded by um a top session guy on a on a 10 grand drum kit at abbey road how are you how are you going to equal that sound um, you know, micing it up in your spare room or or down at some rehearsal studio or whatever, you you're not going to do it. So <laughs> it's it, so that's why people are using drum samples because you know bands are using drum samples because yeah, you know, this is a snare sample. Yeah, it's great. It was recorded at bloody Abbey Road on a 
on a Ludwig Black Beauty snare, you know, made in, made in the mid-60s, that sounds the absolute dog's bollocks. So, yeah, we're sling on our record. So everybody's doing it now, um, whether whether people think it's right or wrong. But I, I, no, I've got I mean, no just speaking as a consumer of, of the music, I just I just want it to sound good. And it, you know, if it sounds good, that's it. I don't care how it's put together. Well, if I'm the same. To me, I, I, I'm, I'm exactly the same, mate, as you know. You know, I, I've been using a Kemper now for years. And um, it, I, frankly, if 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 I could plug my guitar into a bean can and it sounded great, I'd use a bean can. I'm not I'm not a musical snob. I'm not one of these guys that says, oh, it has to be this or it has to be that. You know, I don't have a particular guitar that's, that's like some holy grail to me. But it's, they're all just bits of wood with wire nailed to them. And if you can play, you can get a sound out of anything. And, you know, I generally manage to do it somehow. So um, yeah. that's, that's, how I, that's how, that's my approach to it. You know, whatever sounds one obvious, good. One obvious question I've got to ask you, mate, and this is mm. one that everybody always wants to know when new projects are put together and everything like that. And it's all about the name. Where did the name The Last Renegades come from? Well... Um, <laughs> trying to find well, trying to find a band name. If, I mean, if I had a quid for every time somebody uh, interviewed me and said, "Where did the name Tokyo Blake come came from?" I, exactly. I could actually yeah, be exactly. doing this for a living. But um, finding a band name is the, probably the biggest nightmare facing any any band <laughs> because mm-hmm. any just about any name you think of is already being used by someone yeah. somewhere. Then if you're in a band, you've got to get five musicians to agree on a band name. Getting five people to agree on something is hard. Getting five musicians to agree on anything is <laughs> virtually impossible. It is not possible to do that. Um, so I think I just went looking and I, we went, I was going for a couple of names and every name, usual usual stuff. And Adrian had sort of suggested um, you know, why don't you just do it? let's just do it as you know your solo album on you know because you know he's he's like me he's got no ego he's not the but I'm kind of I'm not I'm not as people probably know who know me I don't I'm not on Facebook I'm not a very good self publicist you know I do have a website but I don't do, I don't really upkeep that very much and it's 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 um. It's difficult because when you're in this game, you you kind of need to be a self-publicist, but I'm just not. And I, and I feel that doing a solo album, or at least I felt like this album shouldn't be a solo album because, you know, um, Adrian's contribution to it, <laughs> you know, the song is the singer at the end of the day, and, and his contribution mm. to it is, is um, at least as important as my contribution to it. So... Yeah. Um, I just felt it wasn't right. So, and I, and I think I, I think I came, I, I wanted Renegade and I couldn't have it. Somebody else had it. Um, then I wanted Renegades. Couldn't have that. Somebody else had it. Um, <laughs> and then I just started chopping up names. I looked at, you know, other bands and just thought, you know, uh, so, 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 and took the last from somebody and Renegades, was a word that I, I wanted to use. So it was ended up as the last renegades. That was it. It is a problem, isn't it? There's that many names taken already. It's, it's a, a nightmare. nightmare. It, it is a, it's a real nightmare trying to find a, a name and everything you do, you know, every name you come up with, people say, Oh, 
because people obviously love to draw comparisons and they say, oh, this sounds like this and this sounds like that and this looks like this and this looks like that and all that. So, because that's people and they like to make comparisons. And I get that. But mm, um, yeah. so any anything you get, you know, if you came up with white something, people would say, oh, that's like white snake. If you came up with black something, that's sort of like black. So whatever, it, there's, it's a nightmare. I, I don't really care. what. The, <laughs> what the, I've never been too worried about the name <laughs> of, of, of what the band's called. Um, as long as as long as it's something that sticks in people's head, which hopefully the, the music does the talking. If the music's good enough, people will listen to it and people will want to yeah. buy it. Yeah, it um, is. And the, while we're on the subject of the music, of course, because we're talking about the album, started the show with the title track "Valley of the Kings." Mm. Are there any stories about the the writing of that song? You know, how did the ideas come to you for that particular track? Well, that is an interesting one. That's a bit of a one-off. Um, well, the, the, there's two songs on the album that I was responsible for the actual titles of, and Valley of the Kings was one of them. Um, the other one was um, Across the Great Divide, which was a, a, a very personal song that I wrote about my late parents. Um, kind of an honouring song, really, for, for my late parents. And I actually wrote the lyrics for that. And, uh, and then gave them to Adrian and said, look, I, I don't normally do this because I'm not a lyricist, but I've written this song and I'd really like to do it. Um, would you put some, you know, put your melodies to it, which he did a, obviously a great job, fantastic job of it. Um, Valley of the Kings was a title. I, I wrote the, 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 the music and I, it just had such an Egyptian kind of feel to it. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I do, I like like a lot of writers will tell you, a lot of, a lot of musicians will tell you, I don't really know where it comes from. I've got no idea. I don't sit down um, and think, I'm going to write something that sounds Egyptian. I just start <laughs> noodling about and things come out. I don't know where they come from. I've got no idea. Uh, but they come from somewhere. And um, it came out and it sounded very Egyptian. And, and, I, and it, I just it just sprung into my head, Valley of the Kings. And I sent the music to to um, uh, Adrian and said, I'd really like to call this Valley of the Kings. And he is great. I'm very blessed to, to work with two vocalists, you know, Alan Marsh um, and um, Adrian, who put an awful lot of thought into their lyrics. You know, you get some vocalists and it's just kind of you're like, you know, um, uh, let's rock tonight, baby. Um, I know you want it. Uh, all this, all yeah. this type of trite trap, uh, which and some people don't listen to the lyrics anyway. And again, I'm not out to shoot anybody down or you know whatever whatever floats your boat. I, I couldn't care less. But um, I'm very blessed to work with two vocalists who put a lot of thought into the lyrics, and and I, and I like I love both of them for that. And Adrian's take on it was completely what I wasn't expecting at all because he's done it obviously from the point of view it's it's this it's this, a story of Howard Carter and the and the discovery of the of Tutankhamun the boy king um in um the Valley of Kings in Luxor and um you know and he sent me sent me the phone first wow that's that's it that's um, amazing um and he's he and he you know the album the, the the lyrics that he's done to the album um all of them are uh, based on um, facts, based based on real stories, yeah. And because I think that if you're going to write a, a song, you're going to write lyrics. There's nothing better than than writing lyrics based on a on a real story because real stories are real. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, he could have done the, the heavy metal thing and done, you know, something with, you know, mummies coming out of the grave and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but he didn't. He did, you know, he came up with that. And, um, I, you know, I love, personally, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, it does add another layer to the songs, definitely with it. Mm. Another thing about the songs, and you know this about me, and regular listeners know uh, this about me, as far as music goes, I'm a sucker for a great intro to a song. Give me a mm. great guitar and drum intro, and I'm drawn right in. One great example of this, and I'm just going to play the intro just for everybody to give them a taste of it, is um, it's the intro to Bringers of War. And that's one of those, again, I just listen to the beginning of it and I go, <gasps> and I'm just I'm just hyped up for the rest of the song. So I'm just going to take a few seconds and I'm going to let the listeners have, have a listen to the intro to Bringers of War. Uh, yeah, that's um, uh, Bringers War. So another thing, it's a you know uh, an indictment of um, American foreign policy, if you can call it that, um, and you know the the warmongering that that goes on. Um, not not from the American people, it has to be said. I've got no no um, problem with Americans at all, uh, but. Uh, their government, all governments, uh, really. But I mean, that was—I think that obviously was Adrian's, Adrian's um, indictment of, of you know that, the, you know, the constant state of war that that, um, that they seem to be in to, to feed the, you know, the the um, military-industrial complex, um, and um, you know, just uh, just more great as far as I'm concerned, more great lyrics. You know, he, t- he just always does a great yeah, job, yeah. and. Um, you know, I love that. I absolutely love that. And track number seven, Serial Killer, that's got a spoken intro. What was mm. what was the thinking with, with that? Because I remember listening to it, and I messaged you the first time I listened to it, because it, it was killing me. And I thought, where do I know this intro from? Yeah, it's Charlie Chaplin, mm. which is, which is as you, well, as, as you know, um, but which is weird because he wasn't famous for talking. Um, but he did mm-hmm. a film, um, I think it was The Little Dictator, and I came across that speech. It was another, another one of my rambling, sitting here watching YouTube. And YouTube is a bizarre thing because it just goes from one thing to another, doesn't it? If you, if you let oh, things yeah, run, yeah. you know, you, you leave the room to make a cup of coffee and you've been watching something on, I don't know, um, the history of Pearl Jam. And you come back in and you're watching somebody telling you how to put a duvet cover on. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's a bit weird. And uh, that was one of those things I sort of came in. I thought, and I thought, that guy looks familiar. And then I looked at the bottom and it was, it, and it was just a clip. It was just the, it said, you know, Charlie Chaplin's speech from the Pictet. And I thought, wow, what a great speech. That mm-hmm. would be a great intro for one of our songs, Hero Killer, which again is about, um, it's about the plight of the soldier, really. Um, and the fact, yeah, obviously the fact that uh, soldiers end up becoming uh, serial killers for uh, their country is often labelled as, you know, their, their country's security or, or whatever. Um, and that's what that's about. I'm going to close so, the show with 300 Strong. Have you got any stories about that one, Andy? 
again, it, um, I sent the, the music to um, Adrian, and the next thing I know, that, that one of the actually is one of the beauties of, of our lack of communication is it's it's kind of like Christmas. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. You don't know what he's going to write this song about. You don't know what what it's about, what form it's going to take, what the lyrics are going to be, nothing. You don't know anything. It's very, very rarely. He'll sometimes say to me, I've got an idea in mind for a song uh, about such and such, but very, very rarely. So it's like Christmas for me. So And, I, and but of course, <laughs> I'm impatient. So I'm like, oh, come on, I want, those, I want to see what he's done. I want to see what he's done. I'm like a kid on Christmas Day. And it, and it came back with that. And I thought, wow, 300. Because, I, I, you know, I love the movie, as I'm sure lots of people do. And, yeah. um, and again, great, you know, it's a great story. It's, it's just like the rest of the album, like every, every lyric that he writes is, is based on a story. And they're, they're all great stories. So what more could you want? Well, people that listen to me on these soundcheck shows, they know, they've hopefully by now got a good flavour of the rock music that I love. So when I say I really enjoy this album, people that agree with everything, or most of the things I've said so far will hopefully be already have clicked to buy it. Because you can go to thelastrenegades.com is one place where you can buy it. Obviously, you can go to Amazon and buy it there. Uh, use the link on our website if you want. It gives us a few quid as well as you, Andy, as well. Yeah, <laughs> as well, yeah. Which, which is always good. So yeah, absolutely. This, this album's out. At, what going forward, both with the last Renegades and yourself, what is the going forward now, music-wise? Well, I'm manically busy now. Um, I'm currently finishing off, literally finishing off the, the the next Tokyo Blade record. I'm just waiting for uh, John to do his guitar parts, uh, and he's got about. I think he's got five bass parts left to do. Steve's only got two drum parts left to, to send me. Uh, Alan's done all his vocals. He's finished. I'm finished. I've done all my guitar parts. I'm just going through them and tidying them up a little bit and getting some rough mixes together. So there's that. We're four songs into The Last Renegades. Um, Brilliant. So that's that's really cooking. That's really going well. Um uh, let's see, and I'm uh, <laughs> contemplating, as you as you know, I'm contemplating actually doing a little bit of a solo thing, which will be a solo thing because uh, I'll be doing the singing on it as well. And I just haven't plucked up courage yet to <laughs> quite plucked up courage yet to, get, to commit to it and say, yeah, I'm going to sing on it because you know I think the trouble with being a singer is that unless you're exceptionally good, uh, like you know Alan or or Adrian. Um, you, you know, you, you listen to your voice and you just think, oh, God, that's me. You know, and it, it's like when you hear yourself talk, somebody makes a recording of you I remember, you. yeah. Just doing this you know, when I first started podcasting and I listened to the first show and I went, holy shit, do I sound like that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't record cringe. anymore. It makes you cringe, doesn't it? It really, yeah, it really does. Uh, it doesn't help, you know, listening to when I listen to myself talking because obviously I've got bloody Wiltshire twang as, as wide as a as a um, <laughs> wide as a wide thing. Um, that doesn't come out with the, on, on the vocals, I don't think. I hope. Um, so I'm, I'm contemplating doing that. Um, you've had a listen to to the first track that I've written, and, and you've given me a little I... bit of confidence on that and said, "No, you should go." Well, for I it. will. I will say to everybody listening, Andy very kindly sent me. One track that's recorded with with him singing and and doing everything else, 
and I bloody loved it. And I told you, and then you know I'm honest with you if there's anything I didn't Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, yeah. I tell you, no, we've I, already I, got I a friendship like that. And I, I loved it. And Tina listened to it. She loved it. So, yeah, please keep singing, mate. Keep Get this solo album out there because I know there's a lot of people that would really love the, the stuff. If this one track is anything to go by, there's a lot of people out there that would love it. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, hey. it'll, it'll, it'll do one of two things. It'll either flop and everybody will say, stick to playing the guitar, mate, or people <laughs> will like it. And, you know, who knows? I might even end up doing another one before I get, you know, too arthritic and decrepit to do anything else in my life musically. But um, hopefully that's a few years off yet. Oh, yeah, me too. Keep cranking out that music, mate. Definitely. Got to keep going. Got to keep yeah. going. Well, it's, as, yeah. again, it's been a pleasure having a chat with you. Uh, it's your second time on the show. It will not be your last time on the show. Everybody listening, all the links, like I said, to the last Renegades album, Valley of the Kings, will be on the podcast notes. Go out and buy it. You know, this day and age, we've said before on these soundcheck shows, it's hard enough in this day and age as a musician's anyway to make money. Gone are the days of the big record company contracts and this, that and the other. Throw in a worldwide pandemic and take away the live shows as well. And musicians are really struggling. Ways you can do it, buy the music. So, uh, yeah, everybody, the last Renegades, Valley of the Kings, highly recommended. Uh, and Andy, I'm looking forward to having you back on the on the show soon, mate. Thank you very much indeed, mate. It's always a pleasure. And um, thank you to everybody that's, that stayed tuned and had a listen. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. Another one again. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Always great to have Andy on the show. As you heard when we had a chat, we've become good friends and it's always nice to have a chat with him. Any excuse to have a chat with Andy. And as you heard in the show as well, he's started working on some solo material that I've been privileged to have a listen to. And I'm not blowing smoke up his backside when I say the stuff that I've heard, I really enjoy. If you listen to the Soundcheck Em Out shows, you know my taste in music. Uh, if you like a lot of the music that's been played on them, you're in for some good stuff from Andy. And of course, he'll be back on the show and we'll be talking about that. Until then, check out our website, 60mw.co.uk. Send us an email about anything. We love getting emails. Contact at 60mw.co.uk or there is a contact us form on the website. Remember that our Twitter and Instagram has changed. It is now at 60MW Podcast. If you were already following us on those, first of all, thank you very much. You don't need to do anything. Uh, but if you're not, give us a follow. There's all stuff on, the, on all of those. The website, it's still full of news, reviews, podcasts, ways that you can save money, insert coin clothing, fusion retro bucks, there's so much on there. There's an easy way that you can send us a review, which helps us to get even more interview guests, which is always a good thing. And of course, there's the World Tour on there. Please, people, have a look at the World Tour page. It's really easy for you to join in, and we want more pins on there. So until the next show, thank you for listening. We have got lots more planned for the rest of 2020 and beyond. So... I've not said this for a few shows. Keep those subscriptions active. There you go. Goodbye. Tell the world what we did for your sporting.